Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we are doing must-do, should-do, and skip for the attractions at Walt Disney World. We're keeping the Magic Kingdom out of this, though, just because there are so many attractions at the Magic Kingdom. I feel like... This is an A and B conversation, so see your way out. (laughs) I feel like Magic Kingdom deserves its own episode. Because there, there's just so many lands and attractions there. So we're going to do all of the other parks around Walt Disney World besides the Magic Kingdom for this episode. And Joe waited to tell me till after I did the Magic Kingdom that that's what we were going to do. Well, I was starting to go through <laughs> it. And I was like, I, did, I, I picked one must do. And then I was like, okay, then I picked you know one should do, one skip. And I'm like, but there's so many other ones that you could skip or should do. And I was like, there, there's too many attractions at the Magic Kingdom to just boil it down to one set each. I really think we need to go through it by land. See, I think, you know what? I think we should take Animal Kingdom out of this one because there's too many animals to go see that you should go see. So. No, this is attractions. We're not talking about animals. We're not saying, okay, you need to go see you know, the tigers or whatever. Lame. This is this is simply attractions. We're not doing food either. We, we'll do a separate one for food. I know you're trying to get food in there, <laughs> uh, but that's not happening this week. Basically, all the ways I want to do this episode. <laughs> Later, we'll later. Do them we're at coming a, later. At a later time. Coming later. All right, but we're gonna jump into the Disney news first. Uh, so it's you know it's interesting. After Bob Iger came back as CEO, there hasn't been a ton of Disney news out there. I don't know if you've noticed that the past few weeks it's been pretty quiet. I have to imagine mm-hmm. he's kind of figuring out what he wants to do. Maybe some announcements were put on hold because he's reviewing them, but not a ton in the way of Disney news coming out um, after that. So don't know if they're related or not. Just an insert. Ins- just an ins- <laughs> just an, easy for you to say. Just an interesting observation there. But what news did come out uh, are some changes to Genie Plus over at Walt Disney World. So, and I think this is a feature that will make a lot of people happy and will make it easier to use. I will be honest, even reading about like all the steps to go through in Genie Plus, I'm confused by it because we've never used it yet. The couple times we've gone down to Walt Disney World, we've not bothered with using it because it just honestly sounds overly complicated i feel like you tried we tried to do a lightning lane yeah we tried to do an individual lightning lane and it got sold out but we've never tried actually genie plus because again it just seems way too complicated maybe when we go in january we'll try it one day just so i can get a real world feel for it but it just it sounds too complicated like i'll just wait in line But the change that's coming up, and I think this is a a good change, is that you're going to be able to modify your pick. So how it worked is if you made a selection for essentially a fast pass, they call them lightning lanes now, but essentially a fast pass for an attraction, you were locked into that time and that attraction. You could never change it. So if the only time for Honda Mansion was available at 5 p.m., you had to do it at 5 p.m. And if something came up, you're out of luck there. So now you can go in and you can modify your pick. So if you make a Haunted Mansion one at noon and then you decide, hey, I can't make noon. Is there one at a later time? Or maybe I want to change attractions. You can go and you can modify it. You can change your time or you can pick an entirely new attraction. And you can do this multiple times a day. So it's kind of working now like how FastPass did Mm -hmm. where you made your initial FastPass selections. And if you decided... The day you got there, hey, is there a different attraction available or a different time available? You can kind of keep refreshing the system. So I think that will add to usability, and I think it will also make it possible that you can have more attractions in one day. Because one of the issues was some people were only getting like two or three attractions, and it's like, is Genie Plus really worth it for only a couple of attractions? Because again, you're locked in. You can't really change those times. Now you can kind of refresh, and, and maybe something pops up a little bit earlier, and so you can get on more rides throughout the day. Yeah, I mean, 
that sounds good. And I don't really feel like I can speak to it too much because I don't know a whole, whole lot about Disney or Disney Plus. That's not what I was trying to say. Genie Plus. But yeah, I mean, anything they can do to simplify it because I know there's constantly, I mean, I kind of do read news that comes out about Genie Plus and it always seems like they're tweaking the way it works or it does something else or they're adding a feature that I feel like doesn't necessarily need to exist or making it I don't know it just it just seems like it's always yeah like you said overly complicated so yeah whatever they can do to it, it seems it like as time goes on they're getting it closer and closer to just paid fast passes which was like how Disneyland had their max pass system which was essentially they had paper fast passes but if you paid a little bit extra you could do it all on your phone so you didn't actually have to go and physically get the fast passes which made it a little bit easier which I thought made sense if you're going to charge for something, do it like that, still have kind of a free option, but then you know, it makes it easier because you can do it from your phone so you can get more attractions in a day. So it seems like they're moving more and more just to kind of the fast pass system where you can modify it and change it. So I think eventually that's where they're going to go, where it's okay, eventually you're going to pay you know, $20 a day and it's going to kind of just work just like fast passes. So I think anything to make it easier and more understandable ultimately is, is going to be better for the guests. Absolutely. All right, and the other piece of news, so moving over to the other coast over at Disneyland, the Disneyland After Dark events are back, and they must have been pretty successful last year because Sweetheart's Night has a ton of nights this year. So uh, Sweetheart's Night is going to be January 31st, February 2nd, 5th, 9th, sorry, 2nd, 5th, 7th, 9th, 14th, and 16th. So I think last year the nights were only like a few nights um, so there's there's quite a few nights for Sweetheart's Night. And then there's also going to be two nights for Princess Night uh, on March 7th and 9th. So these are after-hours hard-ticketed events. They run from 9 p.m. until 1 in the morning. Uh, if you have a ticket, you can get in the parks at 6 p.m. So you get a few hours extra. And tickets are starting at $129. So these are themed nights. I think last year they had a 90s night. Uh, they might have had a Star Wars night. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. Um, so they have these theme nights. So they kind of encourage you to you know, dress up in a costume, kind of you know, going with the theme. Some events that they're having with this. So on Sweetheart's Night, there's going to be a special fireworks show. There's a dance at the Royal Ball hosted by Aladdin and Jasmine near It's a Small World. They're also offering a moonlit cruise on the Mark Twain Riverboat to the sounds of a live jazz ensemble. So that all sounds really nice. I know what I want for Valentine's I know. Day. <laughs> Fly out to Disneyland. It, it sounds like a really nice night, like a really yeah. romantic evening. They're you know, I'm still waiting for you to take me dancing from our honeymoon nine years ago. So we'll go to Aladdin Jasmine's ball. I think this sounds like a lot of fun. Are you allowed to wear like a ball gown then? I assume. Because yeah, I mean, they kind of say. I think you're not allowed to wear what a long dress. Well, the, the costume like rules kind of still apply, so you can't wear anything that's going to make it look like you are a Disney princess that people would confuse you i i think it's probably going to be a little bit more relaxed kind of like when they do the halloween parties like you can dress up a little bit more so i'm sure you could wear like a fancier ball gown or something just as long as like people like, don't I wear think my you're prom dress, you think probably yeah i mean it doesn't really look like it kind of looks like a princess dress but yeah not i think potentially you yeah could. Mm. Um, so they're, they're also going to have like special, uh, photo backdrops for each of these events and you get free Disney photo pass with it, which is nice. Oh, you know, I nice. think that's a great thing. It's a, it's something that's cheap. Like it's not going to cost Disney that much. Those photo pass photographers are already there. These after hours events, like they need to add stuff like that. So for $129, you know, that's where it's starting at. I'm sure like Valentine's day is going to be a lot more. That's a good value. And to have free photos, that's nice to kind of remember that event. 
they're not doing anything like this at Disney World. No, this has just been Disneyland the past few years they've been doing this. Um, nothing at, at Disney World. I don't think they really need I'm, special I'm, events at Disney yeah, World. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, this is really fun. You know, I, I always think this. Like, as an adult, there's such a lacking of, like, events to get dressed up for. You know, somebody gets married, you can get dressed up and, you know, go to that wedding. But even, like, once you ra- like get past a certain age, you know, in your 20s when you don't probably even have the money to spend on like nice dress clothes you get invited to all these weddings and it's kind of a burden but now you know we're in our 30s and I'm like man I would like to get dressed up and wear something nice and have a night on the town and go dancing and I mean unless you're in the gala circuit you know you're not gonna be doing these things so this sounds like a blast like I want the opportunity to do I want to do this yeah, it's, it sounds fun. And just to kind of wrap up with this, for Princess Night, they're having a royal welcome at the Disneyland train station featuring Princess Minnie Mouse and Princess Daisy Duck oh with my. fanfare trumpeters. So that'll be really cool. They're having a live musical concert that's celebrating uh, Moana, Merida, and like other Disney princesses with live vocalists. And then they're also having a dance party. So they say, this is from the Disney Parks blog, raise the royal roof and dance the night away at a high-energy candy-themed dance party at the Tomorrowland stage with Vanilla Pivange Sweets. So that sounds very exciting. That would be fun to make a dress out of candy. Like, could you make an entire... I mean, I know you could. Like how Lady like, Gaga had that like dress made out of meat? meat? Yeah, but like Do make an entire one out of like peppermint. Like just all peppermints. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Oh my gosh, I want to do this. And then like I would I would make it like I would make it and I'd be so proud of it and then I'd leave the door open and the dog would eat it and get real sick. Like I could see that happening. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, you're just covered in candy. You're just going to have a trail of ants following you around everywhere you go. And you're going to be like start, Ant-Man. And then the second you start to uh dance and start to sweat, you're going to activate like the candy and then you're going to just be so sticky. <laughs> all the sugars and stuff falling off of you so sounds good that's one of those things that like sounds it better sounds in your head and then practically you, yeah. it's terrible so yeah <laughs> right, but yeah exciting it's you know they, like i said they've been doing these events for a couple of years and so it's exciting that they're they're still going on all right moving into our main topic this week so we are doing walt disney world attractions here every every park we're gonna go through every park but magic kingdom must do should do or skip so we will start with epcot um, so picking one of each of these, I will start with my three. So my must-do at Epcot, uh, if you've listened to this podcast, this should be no surprise to anybody living with the land. <laughs> I think that is an attraction you have to do. Every time you go to Epcot, it is the thesis of what Epcot's all about. It is education and entertainment. It is quintessentially Disney. It's something you're only going to see at a Disney park. Plus, it's just a lot of fun. It's always amazing. As many times as I ride that, I'm still amazed by how they grow those plants just hanging in the air and just how those roots... Like, I I just... To me, I'm like, there's no way they live. Like, how does that work? But there's fruit and stuff growing on. Well, it's not called deading with the land. I know, but... living with the land. It's so amazing. But, you know, in my mind, I'm like, every night they just put out new ones just to make it look like it works. But... It's always so amazing and just like the different systems that they have to grow all of that food and the fact that that food is then served in the theme parks um, to a certain extent is just absolutely phenomenal. It is a ride that I feel like should have a five-hour wait because I feel like everybody should want to ride it. But it's for luckily for me, it's basically walk-on every time we go. But that is yeah, definitely a must-do attraction. When I checked this and it was, you know, probably... 20 minutes ago, I think it had a 15 minute wait. 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's never over. I've never seen it over 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to play the devil's advocate on that one though and say, if you go on it enough, it just looks the same every time. It's never the same. There's always different plants. <laughs> uh, there's always something new going on. I know. As I was saying, and I was like, I kind of don't believe this. I just want to, you know, get his goat. <laughs> so my first must do is three caballeros. So what? <laughs> Did you so, miss? Did did you not understand the assignment? <laughs> I understood the assignment. No, um, three caballeros is an awesomely terrible ride that every now and then breaks, and then they the Imagineers just seemingly know how much of a joke the ride is, and then will put something funny in in its place. Like there was that whole time where they put what was where it? A Donald plant? Duck was a fern. Yeah, when yeah. he was a, then they a fern. Got, well, that was for a little bit. Then they got a cardboard cutout. Right. So it's wow. like you okay. know what? If this if this is, I mean, I know that that hasn't necessarily happened recently, but I'm I'm kind of thinking you got to keep tabs on that ride. You know. You get, you gotta watch it because it's it's not a top priority ride, and if they have that much of a sense of humor with it, you don't want to you know not ride it the day that they put in a broomstick for something or like you know the hat gets swept away in a breeze and then they put a plunger on Donald's head or something instead. So you the you gotta in, you gotta watch you gotta go on this ride. The indoor breeze. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the about, indoor okay. breeze. I'm gonna be honest with you. I forgot that ride existed. <laughs> I would have put that as my skip attraction if I remembered that was a ride at Epcot. So that, so to your point of pe- people don't think of that ride, that is how far out of mind that is for me that I didn't even remember that ride existed. And the other great part about that ride is the fact that it's in the Mexico Pavilion and in the in Florida it tends to get very very hot and inside the Mexico Pavilion it is very cool. So it is nice to just get in out of the sun. Right. So two two spectacular just shining examples of why you have to go on three cabbage. I cannot cabbages. believe you picked that as your must do. <laughs> I, I would have picked that as skip if I remembered it. But I, I, I hold firm with what I picked as skip. All right, so my should do is Spaceship Earth. So I definitely think Spaceship Earth, for all of the reasons I say you must do living with the land, Spaceship Earth kind of follows that. Again, it's it's an opening day attraction at Epcot. It's kind of what Epcot was about, you know, not Disney IP. It's about learning and being entertained at the same time. Jeremy Irons voiced it at one point, so it has a great pedigree of narrators there, so you can't go wrong with that. And, and it's it's a lot of fun. I like that music at the end. Like Once you go uh, into kind of like the computer scene, which I don't know. I think that's supposed to be Steve Wozniak. It kind of looks like it could be him to me or Steve Jobs. But once you kind of go into that and then you're at like the top of it, that music, it's, it's kind of like a... Like it gives you a little bit of anxiety. Like it's a little bit like off-putting and like futuristic at the same time. I don't know. I really like it. And then also you got to remember like the faceless kid, the creepy boy trying to, you know, get papers who he had a face at one point because he was spun around. Uh, freaks me out though. Definitely haunts my nightmares. So I like that. So I would say you should do it. It's not a must do if for some reason you can't get on it for whatever. It's broken down. It doesn't work out. I think that's okay. I think it's a should do. Uh, unlike living with the lambs, definitely a must do. All right, so let's hear what you have as should do. If you're starting with three caballeros as must do, what what should you do when you go there? Well, if I'm being honest here, I may ha- or may not have forgotten that it was must do, should do, can do. So, um, but oh, skip. Oh, sk- oh, I thought it was three things from each. Must do, should do, and skip. Oh, whoops. 
I did three sh- three must dos and three skips. Oh wow, I really I really botched this one. All right, but it's all right. I, it's, it's 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 all good. So my should do then, which really should be my must do, is Canada far and wide. So so do you still have three caballeros as must do? I mean, no, you made I would, a case for it. I would I would flip those around. I would make that one the the should do the should do. Okay, even that I think is <laughs> aggressive. Okay, all right. So you retroactive. You're going back. You know what? Canada I, far I'm and wide. Stick to it. All right, I'm stick to stick it. to it. And then you should do Canada far and wide. Yes. Okay. So okay, that's a Canada good one. far and wide is the best of the circle visions. It is. Um, you know, they just redid it a couple yeah, years back. Yeah, it's the back, newest one, yeah. Right, so you have Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hare, who are the narrators. There's a little bit of, like, comedy in there, and um, they just have a great chemistry in general. And then the song, like, the song at the end, it, like, swells up, and, like, again, out of, it's just, it's just so good. Like, it stirs up. It, like, it almost makes me teary-eyed. Like, I... I, it really makes me be like, man, Canada, oh Canada, like you're you're the best, and like it makes me feel, again, like a, like a national pride for a country I'm not from. But I mean, there are neighbors to the north. They're like, you know, kind of. I, I kind of consider them almost like, you know, we're one big country. But yes, yes, Canada. It, I love that ride. Okay, I uh, it's that not really makes a ride. attraction. That makes more sense to me than your first pick. So <laughs> I think that's a solid pick. All right, so my skip. This may be controversial. I say skip Remy. I don't think you need to ride Ratatouille, and this I is, forgot that ride existed. This it's is newer. this is based on the fact of how difficult it is to get on that attraction. So, I I think now you can just line up for it, but it obviously has longer wait times. When it first started, you had to do a virtual queue to get on it. You know, then there was lightning lanes. I think it's part of regular Genie Plus now. Again, kind of going back to what we talked about earlier with Genie Plus being confusing, it's hard to keep track of when these attractions are individual lightning lanes, when they're on Genie Plus, whatever. Uh, you can wait in line for it, but it can be a few-hour wait line. It's an okay attraction. It is the third best um, trackless ride at Walt Disney World out of three. So, <laughs> I mean, that's telling you something. I'm, I'm trying to think. This is... Well, you have Rise of the Resistance, Rise. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, okay, yeah. and you have Remy. So it's the third. And it's is it the, is it the newest? It, it came in, or is well, it Mickey and Minnie's? Yeah, but it's based off of an older version of an attraction. So that's why. Yeah, so but that, still, though, I, I, I still think. It's a copy. It's a straight copy from Paris. It frustrates me because it's like, I know that over in California, they're adding, they're, they, they were adding to Mickey and Minnie's, right? Like, they didn't do the exact carbon copy of Mickey and Minnie's. Right, but the... I think the ride's basically going to be the same. They talked about that they're adding some new scenes, and people don't know yet if that is going to be added in the queue because the queue's obviously different. So the extension of the attraction may be more in the queue and not in the ride. Maybe there's an additional scene in the ride. It remains to be seen. But yeah, to your point... They could they could have done something they done to something zhuzh it up Remy. a little bit. But yeah, Remy's the third best trackless ride out of three at Walt Disney World. So I don't think it's a great example of trackless ride technology. It's an okay ride. It relies a lot on screens. There are some cool practical sets, but it relies a lot on screens. The kitchen is amazing. You know, it, there's 3D glasses that can, depending on where you're sitting, it might not be like the best view. So I think you can skip Remy now. In a couple years. 
when the line drops and it's less popular and it's more of a walk-on attraction, maybe you're waiting a half an hour, 45 minutes, I think maybe then it becomes a point where it's not a skip. So that's mine for skip. And I want to preface this all by saying I've not written Guardians of the Galaxy yet. So maybe once I ride that, that completely upends this entire thing. But I still think probably Living with the Land is going to be number one for me. Maybe Guardians becomes Should Do instead of Spaceship Earth. All right. So the unequivocal you should skip this, never get on it, and please do something to fix this ride is the American Adventure. It is okay. the yep. worst thing in Epcot. It is, you know, a lot of American history given in the most boring fashion. You have other rides in, I think, the Magic Kingdom. Um, well, you have the Hall of Presidents. You have the Hall of Presidents. I feel like there was another, I feel like, yeah, maybe it's just the Hall of Presidents, but I feel like there's some a lot of overlap there where you have, you know, a similar storytelling and the American adventure is just so boring, especially considering that there are other countries there that, again, they do it so much better so it's like okay well we are in america so shouldn't the american one be like one of the more impressive impressive ones that you want to go to but it's not like it's it's just it's terrible it's boring i always look forward to getting out of there um i just i don't like that pavilion and i don't like that attraction well i will say when that first came out that was pretty impressive because it had like the most animatronics ever in in one attraction so it was you know somewhat of a marvel to have that but i'm with you the Hall of Presidents, I think, does the story better. And the American Adventure Pavilion, is it's just kind of outdated. It's almost like it would be interesting when that first came out, all of those animatronics. But now it's kind of like the animatronics are kind of old looking. Like it needs updated, but there's so many animatronics in it. Like they're not going to update it. And yeah, whenever you have Hall of Presidents, I feel like does kind of the American story better um, I think it's definitely something you could skip. It's just, it's in, the Paul of Presidents is interesting too because the mannerisms. Like you can see that the Imagineers really actually watch the presidents and mm-hmm. get their mannerisms down. So when they get up and they talk or whatever, you can see the little hand movements and things. And that is actually really cool to see how they've incorporated that in to make it more realistic. All right. So moving on to Animal Kingdom. So my must do at Animal Kingdom is Flight of Passage. It is, depending on who you are, either the first or second best ride at all of Walt Disney World. Um, It definitely is the most unique ride vehicle that I think anybody has come up with uh, in terms of making it feel like you are riding on the back of a Banshee. So I, I think that's definitely something you need to do. You know, James Cameron actually came out this week that he talked to Bob Iger about, hey, you know, I got all these other Avatar movies coming out. We could easily make Flight of Passage different by adding scenes from the new movies or mm-hmm. characters from the new movies, which I think makes a lot of sense. I mean, when you have a, an attraction that's a projection like that, it's very easy to change that up. So I think it's a nice way that they can kind of well, it's like keep it relevant. Soren. Like, yeah. I mean, that was actually on my list of skips over, you know, whenever I misunderstood what you wanted me to do. But that, that was on my list of skips because... Soren's a great ride, but after Flight of Passage came out, you know, it doesn't, you know, Flight of Passage kind of tips forward and moves around so much more that Soren does. There's always usually like a 60 minute wait for Soren anyway. So it's like if you're going to ride one or the other, Flight of Passage does the same thing in a fantasy world better. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, like, but anyway, speaking of Soren, like they will, so there's like a different, like, 
I don't know, fittings on that ride that they can change it up. I think well, there it was used, like it used to be over California, California, right? Yeah, and now it's soaring around the world. Right. So, so yeah. I mean, you can change that. So you could easily change flight of passage. And I just think that that's one way to keep the ride updated and relevant and um, interesting too. And then they can also run special things like they could do like a Christmas edition or they could do if James Cameron probably has a whole I don't calendar think they have Christmas on I, Pandora. I know but what I'm saying James Cameron probably has a whole calendar worked out of all of the Navi holidays that he could say oh well it's actually um Navi miss I don't know over... I don't think they have that I mean that that's not Listen, really worked James, into the movie I feel like he did so much world building though with this that it that hasn't in, showed up that hasn't it hasn't showed up, up but just no, because think, it's not shown yeah, up doesn't mean it doesn't exist I think it's it'll be adding to what they do in the movie so I think that is potentially coming um, as a way to keep Flight of Passage. But I think you, you have to do Flight of Passage. I think you should do Dinosaur. I think that's an underrated attraction. I think that's one that a lot of people skip. So I was trying to think of you know things of like not necessarily obviously the obvious attraction um, for all of these. But I think Dinosaur is a lot of fun for the same reason where you like you got to ride three Caballeros because something could be going wrong. I think you have that with Dinosaur because you never know when there's going to be just a dinosaur head on a stick because the animatronic's not working. That's apparently, you know, shown up before. But I think it's a lot of fun. It's if you've been to Disneyland and you've ridden Indiana Jones, it's the same layout, same ride vehicle, um, but it's all about dinosaurs. And it's fun. It's a dark ride. There's some jump scares in it. Even though I've ridden it before, like I sometimes still get startled by like when the dinosaurs are jumping out at you. So I think that's one people definitely should do. It's kind of Back in Dinoland, it's far back. Like you can easily miss it, but I think it's worth kind of going back there. And it's usually not that long of a line. The one I'm going to skip, and you're going to get very mad about this, is the Safari. I say skip Kilimanjaro Safari. I think if you've been on it once or twice, you've seen all there is to see. Yeah, it changes a little bit because maybe there's different animals out there. But I don't like, know who you are. I, I get think off you my can podcast. Skip it. I think you no. can skip it. No, it's a long wait. It takes a long time because mm -mm. it's it's slow going through because it's a long ride. Sometimes there's animals standing in the road and they got to stop. Yes, exactly. Sometimes there's animals standing in the road. So How you many get on that of ride. Do you you need? get on. No, 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 no. You get on that ride and the antelope is standing in the road and then you're like, oh darn, well there's, oh that's kind of cool, it's in, a, in the road. And then you see the rhino running by because it's raining outside. We've had some really cool experiences with Kilimanjaro Safari because something different is happening. That ride changes. It's like the same argument you were making about Flight of Passage, you know, how, oh, well, they have the ability to vary it up. You have live creatures. Of course it's going to vary up. So you are absolutely wrong. That is not a skip. That is a must-do. Must-do. Wrong. Okay, I knew you were going to disagree with that, but I definitely think that's no. what you can skip. Well, I mean, I'm the, sticking with the whole essence of Animal Kingdom is about the animals and conservation. So seeing the animals in something that kind of simulates their natural habitat where they try to kind of give them a big area of space. I mean, that is proof of concept right there. That is like, okay, hey, right. this is this is what this park is about. Just like what you said about living with the land. So this ride is the thesis of the park, as you said. So all right. So so what are yours here for Animal Kingdom? All right. So my must do for Animal Kingdom is the bird show. That's you another gotta, one you can skip. You got no you wrong. Skip. You've got to go to the bird show. You got you have live animals. Now you're again. talking about the stage show. You're not talking about just when the birds fly in by the tree. Of I'm life. talking about. You're talking about the stage, the like birds in flight show. 
I mean, I'm more specifically talking about that, although sometimes it's Doug. It's like a Doug. Russell, yeah, they Russell changed. Doug they one. changed it up. So I, I don't think we've ever seen that one. So I'm I not think it's the same show, but there's just Russell and Doug. I think that's really what it is. Because okay. again, it's just birds flying. How many times it's can not you see just birds, birds flying? Okay, no. It's so cool. And depending on where you're sitting, you're going to have a different experience. The people that sit like in the middle, you get to have like a bird flying right over your head. You might even yeah. feel that like wing, like the wind from their feathers. I yeah, mean, that's when I'm done. So, that's when I'm running away. That's nightmare so, fuel. So cool. Uh, and it's amazing to see how they have them all trained and what they can do. And then also I love the fact that they're free flighted. So, you know, you're, they're not just like animals that are kept in ca- captivity. Yeah, they could just fly away. And yeah, yeah. they kind of have that option to, and they, they talk about how, and this is why I like the Tree of Life show as well. And while I'm going to kind of rope that this in there is something that you should go see because these birds, they have them trained to come back because that's where they get their food. But they can also do their bird thing and fly. So I think that is so cool. And so I think that it is really worthwhile doing because, again, back to kind of what we said about the Kilimanjaro Safari. It's the thesis of the park. Right, so, it's so education, you're... conservation, telling people about birds, telling them about how cool they are. I mean – Birds are like the coolest. I know that you, for some reason, have a thing against birds. I think they're awesome because they're basically like little flying dinosaur reptiles. Exactly. So go they're ride awesome. dinosaur. You don't need to see the birds. So no, your you must do is what I'm saying. Not my official skip, but I'm saying it's one you could skip. No. Go, see, go ride dinosaur. Wrong. You get to see real dinosaurs. Wrong. Okay. So then the should do is Flight of Passage. I don't think I need to really say much okay. more about right. that ride. It's a great Definitely ride. Definitely should ride that. Yep. Um, and I'm going to sneak in Dinosaur there, too, because uh, that's a great ride as well. So I liked your picks, despite the fact that you're generally a incorrect and human being about some of these things. Okay. And then and which this, one are you skipping? The skip for me is the Cali River Rapids. And my okay. Cali yeah, River Rapids yeah. is that... We it, always skip it. We never have ever not skipped it. Yeah. Um, you know, we always say we should ride it, but then... You know, Animal Kingdom is just, again, a cooler park. I've said this a million times is why I like it. I've never been there where I'm so hot. We generally try to avoid Florida in the summer. So where I'm so hot where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to be wet right now. So I don't have, like, a a large desire to go on that ride. And it's not like, you know, our local. There's not much to it. And there's not much. There's not much that's like Disney about it either where, like, our local theme park actually has a River Rapids ride that is I think probably, probably pretty com- I mean, comparable to this one. Disney ran out of money at the end of Animal Kingdom. Like that ride was supposed to be a much bigger footprint. It was supposed to be much more themed and interesting. And as they were building Animal Kingdom and they were looking for places to cut, they were like, well, let's just cut the budget to the river ride. And it became a very kind of off the shelf rapids ride. So I, I agree with you. I think that is one you could skip. Um, we, we skipped it. I think last year when we went April, it was very hot and we thought about that was the closest we got to riding it. And I think it was like an hour wait. And we were like, I don't know. We want to wait an hour to ride this ride, but that was the closest because it was like 85 degrees. Outside. I do feel like we rode some sort of rapids ride at one time. And I can't remember which I've one it was. I've never ridden that one. I've yeah. never ridden. No, I don't think, we, I don't think we have either, but I, I swear there was one ride that we read, we rode that, but maybe it wasn't there, and I'm just confusing it for that. But yeah, I don't think we've ever ridden Cali Rip because I think we've all we always say every time we go, oh, we need to try this ride because we've never tried it before. And yeah, it's all it's always it's always either not hot enough or the line's too long, and so mm-hmm. we just end up skipping it. All right, Hollywood Studios last park because again we're doing the Magic Kingdom separate. It's going to be its own show. So Hollywood Studios must do, should do, skip. All right, so my must do 
for this park. And again, you're you're making it so hard because I have two must-dos. Okay. Can, I have, pick, can I have two? You gotta pick one. Can I have two, please? Okay, you have two. Yes. All right. Must my, do A and must do B. Yeah. So my my must do A, like, so if you had to only pick one ride, you only have time or like you're trying to set some sort of world record, but you have to go and ride one ride and then you got to go somewhere else to go to another park or something. I don't know. Tower of Terror. Tower of okay. Terror is, again, a ride that I have not given credit to in the past, but it is just such a great ride. It's different than um, the other Tower of Terrors all around the world because you know, over in California, it is, um, I always forget what the name of it is. Mission Breakout. Yeah, Guardians Mission Breakout, which I love that ride. They have different systems, too. Yeah, I, and like and the, the Florida one. systems and stuff. Well, in Paris, I think it was a similar storyline to the one in Walt Disney World. Um, it was, it was... Uh, I believe, I believe Paris There's and... Wait, what's, what's, what's that called? Um, the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. So, so Paris and Disneyland, I believe, have the same setup. Right. And then Walt Disney World has its own well, where we, you go through yes, you go the th- fifth dimension or fourth yeah, dimension. So, and then Tokyo, I think, is its own separate system. Right. So I think so, the only two that are same are, are Disneyland, Paris, and Disneyland. Right. And so the Disney World version, though, actually has not just vertical movement but lateral movement, which kind of is reminiscent of me to... For me to... Uh, Rise of the Resistance because you know you have that part where you move forward and then you drop although this is a lot more extreme and I just think that the ride has that cool creepy feel that Disney does well where um, I don't think there's no part of it that's funny like Haunted Mansion but mm-hmm. it is it has that cool creepy but like not too creepy feel to it and it's definitely a thrilling ride without being a ride that ever makes me ill so I really enjoy that ride. Yeah, that's a good good point. You don't really get like motion sickness Mm-mm. for the most part on that. Like they they do a nice job with the drops that like it is it's thrilling enough, but yeah, you don't come off of there feeling sick mm-hmm. you know, necessarily, which uh, yeah is interesting. And I always appreciate the um, view of the park that you get. You know, whenever they open it up and you can see out, and then there's like that moment of like terror where you're like oh my gosh this is such a good view but I'm, about, but I'm about to fall and this is like the biggest fall of all of the falls I, I just love it I, I I love that and I love that again like you know as somebody who really like formerly loved roller coasters but now like I just they they mess with my stomach now like this is the one ride that I can ride and be like I can still enjoy this this is still fun. I still get my like shot of adrenaline, and it's it's a bl- it's it's just a great ride. All right, so Tower of Terror is closed. You go to the park, it's closed. And so Mickey, what what's your must do? You got to go to Mickey and Minnie's. Okay, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Rail, best trackless ride. I know that people will be like, "What rise of the princess?" No, I you know people me. <laughs> yeah, I do not think Rise is as good um, because wait, wait, because wait, you don't think what. <laughs> part what in terms of the sets in terms of the story in terms of what the trackless ride vehicles do (laughs) what part of rise of the resistance don't you think they do better than okay so so okay the grandeur of rise is crazy it's really good but again i always look at rise and especially in disney world and say Man, Disneyland's is so much better. Like last time we were there, none of them, the guns worked. Yeah. But it used to be that all of the guns moved, and then shortly the the, the first gun I think they stopped just turned them off. working. And maybe that's the thing. I think you mentioned yeah, the cannons. I think the yeah, cannons, they just, they like maybe they shut them off because that was what was break down and then caused the ride to break down. But that's frustrating because it's like 
at its best, this ride should have these cannons that move back and forth and add a cool illusion. So no, that knowledge, what, it bothers me. But hang on. What, no, what, what I'll say about that, just real quick, is, is I'm agreeing with you here, is it is frustrating because of the fact that they work in Disneyland. It's the same ride. Mm-hmm. And so if they work in one park, they obviously know how to get them to work. So why can't they work in Disney World? Yeah. So I, lo- I do love that ride. But if I have to pick, I just love the immersion of Mickey and Minnie's because it's so weird how it makes you feel like you are not in a real life thing. You are in a cartoon. And so it really kind of does that thing that Disney can do really well where you can um, – it's like so immersive that your brain can trick itself into believing like, hey, I am in a – fantasy world where um, I'm actually a cartoon. I'm inside a cartoon. I mean, that is amazing. I mean, the fact that they can do that, the fact that there's like moving pictures on the wall and that you really do, you're surrounded completely by this cartoon and it's like you're in there. There's different stories that are going on too. You know, you have your main story, like there's a B story to it too with Pluto and then there's like the little Chuby who's adorable. I mean, I just love this ride and it's so fun. The one scene that I wish they'd get rid of is the Daisy one because that one just doesn't really seem to I was going to bring that up. Yeah, so so technologically advanced. So Here's my question, though. You don't believe that you're uh, in outer space. You walk in and see all those stormtroopers. Again, that is still real life-ish. Like you are those. I know that. No, that real is not real. You've, you've been Star in Wars. a. You've been in a star destroyer in space. That's, I have the Halcyon. That's not a star destroyer. Well, you know. I'll I'll allow it though. You'll allow it, I'll but allow but it. yeah. So, but that that is still like a real right. life-ish thing. So again. I'm not saying that's a bad ride, but I'm saying yeah. if okay, so that's my preferred. So your your must do is Mickey Minis. Okay, what and, should you do if you're there? You got some time to kill. You're looking for something to do. What should you do? Indiana Jones, the Indiana oh, okay, Jones good, show. Good, I think very good. That's a good pick. That I can one get just came that. back, and I think it's really you know, I think it's a really cool show. It shows you the magic of Hollywood. I love the grandeur of it, like how they can move the background scenes and show you just how everything kind of works in Hollywood. I think that that's a really cool show and I especially appreciated it because it went away for a few years and then last time well, we were closed there, down with COVID. Right, yeah, exactly. So it, yeah. now it's back and it's just really exciting to see how that works. It, it, it's kind of a, it's just a really, it's a cool ride. Yeah. Okay. And then completely skip. Completely skip. Completely skip. Well, I mean, I have one, I have controversial pick, but I do have to say, the worst of all, Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. I mean, the animatronic there is cool. I, I would argue there's other ones, and I will argue there's other ones to skip because I think the animatronic's cool, and it's it it's, is, it's a quick show. I think it's a fun way to get out of the heat. You get to sit down for a few minutes. It's a pretty cool animatronic. It's a little cheesy, but not too bad. Your kids are gonna love it. I could make an argument that you should not skip that one. That there's a yeah. lot of other attractions. All right, to but skip. It, as an adult, it's just like, and I don't, I'm not that into Lightning McQueen or any of that. Yeah, I, I it's could just, see that. It's Cars just, isn't your cup of tea. Yeah, Cars is just not my cup of tea. So, you know, if I'm desperate and I need to get out of the heat, I would probably go find some food to eat. I probably wouldn't right. even go sit in in the Lightning McQueen show. What about you? Okay, because you were so clearly wrong. Rise well, of the Resistance. I'm never wrong. Is the must-do attraction <laughs> at Hollywood Studios. How you can say Mickey and Minnie's as a trackless ride is a better trackless ride than Rise of the Resistance, I do not know. You got Chuby blinders on, and that's all you can see. 
Chubby's the best. Yeah, you got your Chubby. But Rise of the Resistance, I think, is the best attraction the Imagineers have ever done. It is the most technologically advanced. You have a trackless ride. It goes in an elevator, so it's multiple stories, which adds a dynamic that no other Disney ride has. You're, you're traveling a lot of space, but then you're also traveling in volume because you're going up. Those real-life at-ats in there are awe-inspiring cool. and amazing. Every time you go in there, it does not get old. And kind of being able to see them from the floor and then going up, seeing them from above. You're right. It has a little bit of Tower of Terror elements in it as you kind of have that drop at the end. Uh, just detailed animatronics, special effects, everything about it. Walking in to that Star Destroyer and looking out into space is awe-inspiring. The cast members are great. They're playing roles. That, yes, you. that is a good argument. Every those, single those are good. detail of this attraction is top-notch from start to finish. You have to ride Rise of the Resistance. I'm with you, though. Mickey and Minnie's is great. I think you should do that one. <laughs> I'm not saying that one's a must-do, but that's definitely second for me. So I, I must do Rise of the Resistance, but I definitely think you should ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. For all of the reasons we talked about, it is a great attraction. I will say, just a full disclosure, I kind of knew you were going to put that up there, so I knew that I... Okay, you know, so you could pick it. But no, so, you you yeah. definitely like Mickey and Minnie's better I, than I Rise I do. of the Resistance. And I, yeah. again... You can your get picks on. Were very true you to can you. more readily get on Mickey yeah. and Minnie's as well. That's true. Versus Rise. You're, yes. You you wait like a half an hour, forty five minutes. You can always get on Mickey and Minnie's Rise. The times fluctuate and it gets really hard to get on it. Yeah. So. You either got to get a lightning link or you kind of have to time it right. Like mm -hmm. be there first thing in the morning or sometimes like you know maybe middle of the day, like yeah. late in the day. You can kind of get on there quick. But yeah. yeah, a lot of times you're waiting a few hours. In I line. top out for waiting in line for a ride for at about forty five minutes. I, an hour is like. Ooh, yeah. that's too long. Yeah. Um, I don't love that. I would wait. Uh, Rise of the Resistance at an hour, I think, is pretty reasonable. It, I, I would wait that. I would wait that, but it, that is, that's rough. That's hard for me to do because, again, to stand still for an hour Well, is, you're moving. Uh, you're basically. You're slowly moving. You are essentially. You move two feet and then you stop. Standing and then you move still. two feet. You're not standing completely I, still. Yeah. I, and also, I just don't like standing. I like yeah. moving forward or sitting down. Rise has or those running. benches. Rise has the benches built in. You can't that sit down. That is true. They do have. They do have. It's getting better and better. Yeah. Every argument you bring up, I am countering that argument with a great point. It's getting better and better. Okay. Must do Rise. Should do Mickey and Minnie's. I think the one you can skip is Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, that's on my skip list too. I yeah. definitely think you can skip that. Like I said, I think Lightning McQueen is actually a much better choice than Rock and Roller Coaster. I think Rock and Roller Coaster. You know, it's Aerosmith. I'm not a huge Aerosmith fan, so that doesn't really excite me. It's a very intense roller coaster. We um, have not been on a rocking roller coaster in a while, but when we went to Disneyland Paris, we oh rode the Avengers Flight Force, which is rock and roller coaster. Awful. It was fun, but it is very intense. It's not something I would yeah. want to ride a lot. Like how we talked about Tower of Terror doesn't really give you a lot of motion sickness. I was a little, like, not bad, but like for a second, I was a little yeah. bit woozy coming off of that and there's not much to it it's so much in the dark like you don't really see anything like it's not that themed and you're going by stuff so fast like you're kind of missing out on the I story i will say the thing about rock and roller coaster that i do enjoy just just to play devil's advocate because i do very much agree with you because i cannot do roller coasters like i used to be able to do them i hit i hit about 27 when i hit 27 my stomach just started not liking it and i've got done so much of a preamble here that i've forgotten my main point what was i saying i don't know you're talking about rock and roller coaster you were gonna oh, say oh, one oh. thing you liked about I it i do really enjoy 
when a ride is synced to music and i oh, okay. if you because i think i've we i think the last time we rode rocking roller coaster one of us our music didn't work and one of us it did and that makes a huge difference like the reason why again the name of this ride never comes the ga- the guardians uh ride that's tower of terror Oh, Mission Breakout. Mission Breakout for me works so well because you have motion sync to music and it makes it so much fun. And I do love the concept from that concept almost kind of comes from Rock and Roller Coaster where you are kind of traveling through a song and then twisting and turning based on sort of it seems like based on. Well, that's why I'm excited to ride Cosmic Rewind. Yeah. Now, this is going to be iffy because it's a roller coaster. There's motion in it. We'll see how that goes, but it is sunk to music, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to ride that, but I think if you're walking back there, you just skip Rock and Roller Coaster, and you go to Lightning McQueen. If you're going to walk all the way back to that part of the park, go ride Lightning McQueen. Skip Keep rock on and walking coaster. instead of rocking. That's what I, I like. like that. Say. Keep on walking, not rocking. Mm-hmm. I like it. I Thank like you it very there. Much. Okay. All right, so that wraps it up for this week's episode. Our must-dos, our should-dos, and our skips in Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. So I want to thank everybody again for listening this week. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.